Uh, hello, welcome to Soviet Warheads. I'm Lucas, I'm the host. And uh, this is Eva, Emily, Tommy, Stuart, and Patrick. And today we're going to be talking about what it means to be a leader in the books Lord of the Flies and uh, Warhead. And uh, I, I personally think that what uh, the definition of a leader is somebody who really takes upon the burden of uh, leadership uh, for themselves, uh, for the betterment of a group of people, or even just one person. What about you, Eva? Um, I think being a leader is really about uniting a group of people and being a good communicator. What about you, Stuart? Uh, I agree with the communication part. Being a leader is about bringing everyone together, and usually you're like the, the strongest part of the group. And if you can successfully bring them together, then you're a great leader. What about you, Tommy? Uh, I agree with what everyone said, and I, I'd like to add on, like, uh, making sacrifices for the group and, like, being there, like, the group obviously would look towards you if you're a good leader, so, yeah, making sacrificing and sacrifices and being the one that everyone can look to is our qualities of a good leader, um, uh, Emily, what do you think? Okay. And uh, what do you think, Patrick? Uh, so moving on, uh, we're going to be talking about characters in our books and how they've shown their qualities uh, as a leader. And well, first of all, I'd like to talk about Jack in Lord of the Flies. And uh, you know, he's shown many types of leadership qualities, some good, some bad, uh, particularly in his organization of his own group, uh, the Hunters, and how he sort of uh, controls them and uh, what he how he doesn't control them. Uh, well, he sort of, you know, he disobeys the main leader, Ralph, uh, but it's all about how he controls him and the rest of the group for what he thinks is his greater good. It's not its not necessarily a bad leader on it of himself, but he just has a very different idea of what leadership is. What about you, Eva? I mean, what about you, Emily? <laughs> Ralph as a leader mainly because he has the conch, and the conch sort of symbolizes power, 
But I think in the past couple chapters, we've really seen him grow and mature, and we've seen him start to care about, you know, saving these kids and getting them off the island safely, and he's really grown to be a good leader and a good person to be in charge. So another character in Warhead that has shown leadership is the main character, Jeff. so after he was humiliated and kind of ridiculed or felt he felt different for having cancer and he decides to make his own cancer support group to reach out to other people that also feel the same way as him uh, yeah Stuart, what do you uh yeah, so he brings together other people that are similar to him because they also have cancer, and he's like the leader of their group. Uh, he did, he demonstrates this by uh, just like starting everything out for everyone, and he's also he also demonstrates leadership by trying to meet with uh, the people in uh, Soviet the Soviet Union. Uh, what do you think, Patrick? Okay, so now we're going to be talking about how these characters are developing or how they're changing throughout the book um, in both Lord of the Flies and Warhead and uh, how we, what we predict for them to uh, be doing in the future. So in Lord of the Flies with Jack and Ralph, I think from the very beginning we have we kind of see like a power struggle between the two because they're both the most influential over the boys with Jack and his hunters and then Ralph and the conch. But over the course of the last couple chapters, I've noticed how Jack has kind of become more rebellious and he starts challenging Ralph's ideas and his rules uh, more than normal. Emily, do you have anything to add? Um, I do, and this is shown very clearly in chapter four, where Jack and Ralph are seen to argue over quite a large issue. Because as Jack decides to be selfish, he decides to go kill pigs and ignores the fire on the top of the hill. Ralph notices this, but he also notices that there's a ship in the distance. But as a result of Jack's ne- um, negligence, the fire goes out and Ralph gets mad at him. But Jack doesn't really care, and from this we can already tell that Ralph is the one who cares about the boys and wants him to go back home, while Jack only cares about himself and his son. Yeah, exactly, and I think if Jack continues with this sort of selfish attitude, I think there could be a conflict between him and Ralph in the future. Um, speaking about Ralph as a leader and like maturing as he grows, uh, Ralph's forced into this situation of leadership very quickly at a really young age. So he's responsible for a lot of other kids who are similar to him. He's been forced to mature like much faster than a normal kid would uh, at the age of like 13 or 12. Um, Ralph, uh, he's become less playful over the time and he's just been like more monotonous almost. He, he has to like maintain his job of leadership or else 
everybody depending on him will uh, fail. Uh, Tommy, what do you think about Ralph and leadership? Uh, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think exactly like Ralph has uh, grown throughout the book. And I think the way he also sees how Jack takes his, like how Jack thinks of leading, and he kind of doesn't agree, in a sense, with Jack's way of leading. And instead, he wants to lead his own way, but since he thinks his way is better, and it is. <laughs> um, in, in the future, I think, obviously, uh, Ralph, uh, Ralph and Jack are going to conflict, like their views are going to conflict. <laughs> but yeah, eventually one will rise above the other and the other boys might like the others with leading more. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, some common motifs that I've been seeing were power leadership and loss of innocence. Uh, for example, over the course of the book, the longer the boys are on the island, they begin to lose their innocence. Um, whenever the boys are hunting at first, they could they couldn't even bring themselves to kill the pigs. But then, after they did it the first time, they uh, Jack becomes blood hungry and he can't stop killing pigs. It's, this is all products of uh, their environment. They would have never done this if they were at home, just living normally. But they lose their innocence due to the environment that they're uh, forced into. Uh, Lucas, how do you feel about this? Well, uh, I mean, I think based on, you know, the rest of the book of Warhead, it's uh, it actually there's quite a distinction between it and Lord of the Flies in it that Jeff isn't really responsible for a group of people. Uh, he's mostly going through internal struggles, but his his maturity of that because of that his growth uh, is mostly based on how he becomes more aware of the people around him and how his diagnosis is affecting them as well as him. So I think that Jeff is really mostly through his mother, uh, especially with his heightened awareness of his father's sensibilities towards him. Um, Jeff has just really become more. He tried to become more supportive, comfortable around his family, and uh, yeah, uh, just that's how he's become more mature because of his diagnosis. And so I think Patrick should have a quote or a scene that uh, shows that uh, this is the case, uh, specifically with his mother or his, another member of his family or something along those lines. Uh, what do you think, Patrick? In the book, Warhead, there was a scene where Jeff was offered a wish from the Children Foundation. And this is where he becomes more aware that he knows that he only has so much time left to win his approval from his stern father. And um, I predict that Jack will become more serious to fight for that goal. Um, also, um, with Jeff only being um, 15, he helped us um, other pressures around him. and. And having to also deal with uh, this cancer and um, trying to convince his father about this 
So what you're saying is there's like he he's kind of lost a bit of his innocence, right? Yeah, he he's not able to experience. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, he's not really experiencing what a lot of other kids his age should be experiencing. Yeah, okay. Okay, so there's an obvious distinction between you know people in in these books and then people in real life and how they they lead and the the situ the circumstances under which they lead. So uh, what are some good ideas of uh, leadership in in real life, uh, Eva? about this question, the first thing that came to mind for me was the president and how they're supposed to unite a nation and bring a country together. And they're really supposed to be, you know, the voice of reason and trying to, uh, you know, take care of the people in that country. And a good leader is, you know, selfless and honest. And I think those are good qualities for a president to have, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. Um, for me, whenever I first thought about this prompt, I thought about my uh, my coaches and my and the seniors on the soccer team. They're always like pushing everybody to work harder, and then they're every always like making everybody work together, and they just unite everybody. And they make everybody happy, and they make everybody work together. Yeah, I think I think that's um, a really important like idea is that. A leader should uh, should be a great uniter. They should be somebody that brings people together, not you know pushes them to, apart. Because if they if they push people apart, then it, the whole thing's madness. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I was just gonna add on that I think a leader is um, tying back with the coaches and also be a mentor for um, a lot of people. But yeah, that's it. Um, I agree, but both Stuart and Eva, but I think it's also important that the leader um, unites by listening to the people that they lead, as that's what brings everyone together, because the leader who doesn't listen to the people that are following them is not a good leader. Yeah, and there's like, there's leaders in every facet of life, you know, there's, there's leaders of countries, there's leaders of, like Stuart said, leaders of teams, then there's people that aren't necessarily leaders in the uh, traditional sense, but they do organize a group of people and try and bring them t t together through what other circumstances necessary, you know, like teachers, stuff along that lines. And those people, it's, it applies, but each, each scenario in which there are different leaders, there's, you know, different circumstances, different, uh, you know, factors that go into these things. So I mean I, I I guess we've sort of exhausted our our conversation topics, but one person I haven't heard uh, contribute a lot is uh, is Tommy. So I'm gonna put Tommy in the limelight over here and ask what he has to say about uh you know leaders and uh, how how they relate to in the uh, real world. Tommy. Well, I think one thing that we also need to talk about are like bad leaders. Uh, I think people who don't really know how to lead, like, instead of, like, 
uniting people like uh, a lot of us said here I think they divide them instead of uniting uh, like some qualities can be like being dishonest or just not really being good at speaking I guess uh, you know being like like selfish or uh, you know discriminating against other people yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're all working in a circle around here against saying a name of a particular person, but, you know, there's there's a lot of people like that, and the, the stories of these the books, you know, they're the themes and sort of what they project is meant to dissuade people from becoming a, a dishonest person like that or a dishonest leader because uh, a leader that's not necessarily as good at their job as a, as a good leader is a lot more, has a lot more ramification than... Uh, probably any other job. Yeah, and exactly. As a leader, you kind of have a lot of eyes on you, and you have a lot of people who look up to you, and I think it's important to be a good role model for those people, so showing, you know, good qualities and being helpful and caring um, is important because people see that and they'll repeat it. And I think that we can learn from both real life people and real and fictional leaders and from these we can learn how to become better leaders ourselves and that's very important i think yeah yeah that's definitely uh a core component to writing books like these or telling stories in any sort of medium possible just to get out that message of you know making it common knowledge that somebody who has a lot of responsibility on themselves should be more qualified than somebody who's not um does Patrick have anything to say That for me, when I look at leaders, like leaders can have some sort of, let's say, like a, they have, they would, they would have like a charisma, but sometimes when you hear them talk or they say something like, um, like they're going to put forward uh, just, just to uh, help the people, the common people in the United States and. If they don't keep that same words to the people, they can they can eventually lose their uh, credibility. So, yeah. yeah, credibility is definitely something you want in a or good credibility is something you, you definitely want in a leader because uh, a leader you have to be able to trust their word and somebody who's dishonest, like we said before, you know, they're not suddenly you necessarily want to lead you. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, tying back with the charisma that Patrick was talking about, I think leaders also need to be inspiring because they need to kind of help lead their country and inspire people to do good things and help other people rather than to influence them in bad ways. So Yeah, I would I definitely agree with Eva, but I'd like I'd like to add a footnote that uh it doesn't also necessarily have to be a, a leader of a country. It's you know, uh, somebody like that. You, you want in every level of leadership. So I think... Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I think what we can see is that being a leader takes more than just one skill set. You have to be charismatic, credible, loyal, reliable, many other things. And I think those are good character traits that any leader can learn from. So... What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, 
I think a, if a leader is dishonest, then, then basing your leadership off of lies is just not a good trait. Uh, leadership should always be, um, it should bring good energy to everybody around you. And it should also direct everybody into the, into where you guys need to go. Uh, look like Lucas wanted to say something. Uh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't have anything going oh, on for that. Okay. No. <laughs> My bad. I cut you off earlier. Uh, um, well, I think that's definitely a good note to uh, end on. Um, I think that's definitely something we've touched upon a lot of things. Uh, leadership, its themes, um, how it affects the real world, um, and just how it sort of affects the characters in these books. If we're going to re revisit that, um, how Jack, Jeff, uh, Ralph, all these characters, they all have to strive to have these sort of qualities that we've been talking about and avoid those that we have been saying are, you know, more negative. Um, so I think that's, that's a good wrap up right there. Um, and uh, see you next week.